The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Welcome to another edition of Health Kick. Uh, I'm, I'm Tim. Uh, well, today's topic is all about breasts, uh, believe it or not. Uh, to be more specific, it's actually about breast cancer imaging technology and how the process can be improved to detect tumours at an early stage. I've got with me today one of the foremost experts in the field, Dr. Ralph Heinem from Volpara Health Technologies. So welcome, Ralph. Hi, Tim. Good, good to be here. Great. Uh, a bit more about Volpara. Uh, it's a it's a Kiwi-based outfit, uh, Wellington-based, uh, but it's ASX-listed, and it's uh, commercialising imaging software that uses artificial intelligence to diagnose cancers more accurately. Uh, it also helps avoid false positives, uh, women being told they have cancer when they haven't, which obviously helps to avoid a lot of uh, unnecessary angst. Now, Ralph is a global expert on breast density, having completed a PhD on the topic at Oxford University some time ago. Um, and uh, in a sense, uh, breast density is, uh, is at the core of what Volpara does, uh, which, which Ralph will, will explain. Um, so, Ralph, uh, to tell us uh, why having uh, dense breasts uh, versus, I guess, uh, fatty breasts, uh, is so important in the context of uh, breast screening. Yeah, Tim, it, it's uh, it's a double whammy really for w- women with what they call dense breasts. So breast is is made up of uh, fibrous tissue, glandular tissue, and fatty tissue, and combined uh, fibro and glandular tissue are, are, are what people call dense breast tissue. If you have lots of dense breast tissue, it's now well understood and accepted that you are at higher risk of developing breast cancer compared to if you had all fatty tissue. Also, it's, it's that double whammy in that if a cancer does form uh, in a dense breast, it's much harder to see uh, compared to if a cancer forms in, in, in a fatty breast. Yeah, okay. So, so, the, uh, so, so the, uh, the tumour sort of hides in the imaging in, in the darker areas, um, but, uh, but uh, dense-breasted women are more vulnerable in the in the first place to, to developing the cancers so so yeah as you say it's a double whammy isn't it yeah, yeah no exactly i mean but yeah, p- people say it's like uh, trying to spot you know like a polar bear against a, you know, a white background for example yes yeah, yes if you, if you've got a very extremely dense breast even yesterday yeah we got an email through from one of our sites actually uh, in, in australia where they uh, they took some x-rays that they they ran volpara density the woman was extremely dense, so they did extra imaging on her, and, and they found a very significantly sized cancer. So, you know, that's the kind of story we we uh, we like to hear because, you know, yeah, we do believe uh, women should know their breast density. We do believe there are ways of uh, better diagnosing breast cancer based around breast density. And it's great to see these stories coming through because, you know, the earlier you can detect those breast cancers, you know, the better, much better the prognosis and the much better survival rates for those women going forward. 
Yes, yes. And, and what, what proportion of females are dense-breasted in the world? Yeah, it depends on your, your definition, Tim, of, of breast density. Uh, in the US, typically that they say uh, 10% of women have got extremely fatty breasts. Around 80% are kind of in this kind of with middle density and then 10% have got extremely dense breasts. And I don't see any reason why that, those, that kind of overall population level wouldn't be the same here uh, in Australia. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, and is, is there a set definition as to what uh, constitutes a, a, a dense breast uh, in, in terms of the... Uh, uh, in, in terms of sort of the, the, the fibrous uh, content? Yeah, so the American College of Radiology sets down what we call the, the BIRAD standards, the Breast Imaging Reporting Standards. And uh, within there, they, they define four categories of breast density. So an A in, in their terms means extremely fatty, through to D uh, is extremely dense. The issue with those categories, though, is is that you, know, you ask a radiologist to give you an A, B, C, D, and um, it's very subjective, and t- two experts will disagree you know, 30 35% of the time on, on what the category is. So one of our jobs at Belpara, uh, and what we did in my PhD many years ago, was to make it much more quantitative, make it much more objective, and, and to actually give a give it a true physical score about breast density. So Volpara gives you know, the breast volume, it gives you the volume of fibroglandular tissue in cubic centimetres and gives you the overall ratio. Uh, what we then do is, is map the overall ratio, the breast, you know, the volumetric breast density to that ABCD in an effort to, to really make it much more quantitative, much more objective and therefore more reliable. Yes, I, I presume uh, a lot of women wouldn't know whether they were dense-breasted or, or, or not. No, you can only tell breast density by doing an x-ray and looking at the results. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And, and Ralph, I, I take it there are moves afoot uh, in, in the US and possibly elsewhere to, to mandate dense breast density, rather, uh, reporting. Uh, in other words, a clinic... Uh, must inform the the, uh, the, the, the patient of, um, of of these density stats. Yep. So Tim, let's. Uh, I'll just you know, give a give a bigger picture story there, which is yeah, sure. Yeah, we we uh, in my PhD was in 1990, and the concepts of breast density, automated breast density, really were worked out there. But uh, when we tried to commercialise it in the year 2000, it was it was too difficult. The clinical world hadn't hadn't really caught up. But then in 2006, there was a lady, Nancy Capello, over in Connecticut who had her, I think it was her, her eighth or ninth mammogram. She went home. She got a letter saying, you're all clear, Nancy. Relax until next year. Uh, she then had a shower. She felt a lump in the breast. It turned out to be quite, uh, quite late-stage breast cancer. She uh, went back to the radiologist and said, I've just got this letter through. It says, yeah, I'm all clear. Uh, and now you're telling me I've got a, a quite a late cancer. What's going on? And the radiologist said, well, yeah, Nancy, sorry, but yeah, you had dense breast tissue, so therefore we couldn't see the cancer. Nancy mm. Nancy, Nancy, was uh, kind of aghast that, that the radiologist had not told her about breast density, but equally had not said, yeah, Nancy, you could try ultrasound as well just to make sure you don't have cancer. So Nancy forced through state laws, uh, so 38 
uh, states in the US now have laws which uh, mandate that you must tell the woman her breast density after an x-ray. The FDA has, has been looking at the progress you know, of those state laws, and the FDA is now, um, or is now moving towards mandating uh, all women to be told breast density after each x-ray. And, and the thing that the FDA doing it, yeah, they'll standardise the wording and they'll make it consistent across the country which will be a good thing for, for everyone involved. Mm, yeah, ind- yeah, indeed. And how many, uh, how many cancers are missed uh, roughly with uh, traditional mammography? Yeah, breast cancer screening using mammography is proven to save lives. And, and you know, all, you know, all, the, all the stats and the studies say somewhere between 20-40% reduction in mortality. However, you know, there are better ways of doing it. And if you've got a very fatty breast, you know, there's... there's like a 95 to 100% chance that your cancer will be detected at screening. But if you've got an extremely dense breast and a cancer forms, yeah, you're probably down towards you know, 60, 65% probability of it being detected. So it really is a very significant masking risk uh, for women with extremely dense breasts. Uh, yeah, uh, 65% strikes me as being a fairly poor uh poor chance it's pretty poor odds isn't it uh, it is and this is why yeah, in the us you know they'll, they'll routinely now recommend ultrasound or other imaging modalities to, to to really try and improve the chance of detection in extremely dense breasts one of the big studies going on around the world is, is a huge study uh, in the netherlands called the dense project which is about to read out yeah, this is a 10-year 10, 10 randomised control trial where um, tens of thousands of women have a Volpara density read, an objective automated breast density read, and the top uh, 10% of those have been having MRI. So the results uh, from that study are about to come out. You know, it will show uh, some increase in false positives, but also we do expect it to show a pretty significant a reduction in interval cancers, which are the cancers which uh, come up you know, between screening. So a woman goes to screening, she's clear, but then within two years, uh, she feels a lump in the breast. Uh, so those results are due out soon. And because it's randomised controlled trial, because it's 10 years, uh, you know, we, we expect that to have significant global impact and really show a path forward for all of these big population screening programs around what they can do for these women. Yes, yes, yes. I guess, I guess in an ideal world, um, uh, everyone or, or every vulnerable woman would get a, a follow-up uh, MRI, uh, an ultrasound. But I guess in the real world, it doesn't work like that, does it? For uh, monetary reasons. Uh, exactly. I mean, ultrasound co- costs more money. MRIs cost more money. MRI involves contrast agents. Yeah, yeah, which can have uh, you know, re- reactions, or some people can have reactions too. But so the important thing at the moment is you know, a big randomised control trial that will give the information to some of these big population screening programs for them to then go and look at their populations and work through you know, the cost-benefit analysis for their populations to see whether they can, uh, yeah, w- whether they can start to really help these women with extremely dense breasts. Mm-hmm. And, and just to clarify, the Dutch trial—that's that, not your own trial, is it? It's being carried out by uh, by a hospital, I presume. Um, it's, yeah, it's been run by Professor Carla van Gils at the University of Utrecht, 
Uh, it's being sponsored, I think it was by the breast cancer screening organisations in the Netherlands, uh, along with Bayer. And uh, yeah, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, we obviously uh, put in our software across the Netherlands to help them do that trial. But it's been running for many, many years. And yeah, we're looking forward to uh, the results coming out because we believe it's going to be a step forward uh, in breast cancer uh, screening you know, you know, right across the world. Yeah. Okay. And of course, you're 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 selling already. Um, whereabouts are you approved, uh, uh, Ralph? In what in what countries? Yeah, we have uh, regulatory clearance in the US with the FDA. Uh, we have CE marking. We have um, TGA. We have Korea. We have Taiwan, and, and, and so on. But yeah, the big market for us is the US. Yes. Ninety ninety five percent of our revenues come out of the US. Um, and, and, and you know, that's simply because you know, the US is, is kind of has federal regulations around breast cancer screening, but the individual sites have a lot more choice around what they can do, and they're all keen to be uh, you know, on the leading edge of the curve, uh, which is where Volpara wants to be as well. So, yeah, the US is our big market. You know, our annual recurring revenue, Tim, at the end of Q2 was around $15.7 million or so. And all, you know, ninety ninety five percent of that will be coming out of the US. Yeah, okay. And of course, you, you've evolved from your core product, haven't you? Which was Volpara Density, the uh, the density measuring tool. Uh, you've evolved into practice management uh, software since, haven't you? Which I think is called Volpara Live, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, yeah, we, we've gone way beyond breast density. You know. You know as with all good companies, you, know, you launch your one product, you listen to customers, and then you start evolving. So, yeah, we were at a breast density. Um, every now and then, we get a, we would see a, a breast density score that didn't make sense, and we would say to the site, "That's because it's a bad quality image." And then the site would say to us, "Oh wow, you know, can you start detecting uh, bad quality images so we can correct them, you know, whilst the woman is still here." And that led us into the world of Volpara Live, which is real-time quality control. So we can say, Mrs. Smith, the images are good. You can go home. Or Mrs. Smith, one of these images isn't so good. We're going to retake it whilst you're here. So that, that's uh, really reducing a lot of stress on, on the woman. And it's a good ROI story for the site. Then all the data also flows into the cloud. And we have a big trend analysis package called Volpara Enterprise, which can show you how you know, all your staff, how all your machines are tracking uh, versus a whole set of quality scores. So you can look at that and go, okay, I've got a, a, a technologist, Mrs. Jones, who, who's over-compressing the breast, which is why I'm getting a lot of complaints and why people, why, why some women aren't coming back to us. You're right the way through to, oh, yeah, Mrs. Smith over here, she's under-compressing, which is why the radiation's doses are low. I need to retrain her and improve how she do, does the job. I think, Tim, fair to say now, yeah, Volpara Enterprise is almost our lead product, uh, but strongly supported then by Volpara Live, where, where we've had some excellent case studies recently, and Volpara Density as these trials uh, come out. Mm, okay, okay, great. Um, and so, so a key a key problem with the uh, the practice management is that uh, a lot of patients have to be recalled uh, because the imaging doesn't work, didn't work, which is obviously a bit of a pain. In the US, 2 to 3% of women get recalled, and you can guarantee as soon as you pick up the phone and call, call a woman and say, uh, you know, Mrs. Smith, you, know, you don't need to worry, but 
uh, you know, one of your images wasn't good enough for the radiologist to read from. Uh, we're going to need to retake it. Please come back in. As soon as you made that call, that woman thinks, you know, I've got breast cancer. So you know, Yes, of course. Yes. You know, the more we can cut that down, the more we can do it first time out, you know, the better. Uh, but also each time that woman comes back for imaging, that's, a, that's an imaging slot that the site can't charge for. So there, there's an opportunity cost to, to the site. So it's a, it's a real win-win for everyone involved to cut down on those retakes. Yes, yes. And on the practice management side, you acquired a mob uh, earlier in the year. Um, it was quite a big acquisition, wasn't it, uh, uh, called uh, MRS, uh, which I think you paid $21 million, uh, Aussie dollars for, um, and you raised about $45 million, uh, in the process. Um, I'm just wondering how that acquisition uh, sort of transformed the uh, Volpara business as a whole. Yep, I think fair to say, Tim, uh, in, in June we thought it was a fantastic uh, acquisition and, and here we are in November and we still think it's a fantastic acquisition. Uh, over the years, then, Volpara has been getting all the images. Uh, MRS and other companies in that space collect all the patient data and we've been keen for the last three or four years to, to really integrate the patient data with the images. So as it, we, you know, we've got this long-term data strategy and... Um, yeah, we felt MRS was a very professional organisation, being you know, very easy to deal with over the years, and yeah, merging with them and merging therefore that data with the images uh, would prove very beneficial to, to to women everywhere. So that all happened in June. Uh, we merged uh, the, you know, the finance teams and the product teams early on. Uh, we've just now merged all the sales teams, and first of November. Uh, we've changed everything over to software as a service and we're on the way now to RSNA, the big trade show in Chicago on 1st of December where you know, 55,000 people or so will attend and, and they'll see uh, Volpara and MRS fully integrated with uh, you know, compelling new products based on, you know, based on that integration and the ability now for Volpara, for example, to get, you know, did this woman have cancer or not fed into some of its systems uh, and, and vice versa. Yeah, okay. And you mentioned you're doing about $15 million in annual recurring revenue. Uh, what, what's the uh, addressable market like? I mean, I presume that's just sort of a drop in the bucket uh, relative to the whole breast imaging space. Yep. We, are, you know, we, we firmly believe that we can get around uh, $10 uh, ARPU per woman. With our, All right. with our full product sets, so that's average price per woman. Yeah, if, if a site buys you know, every single Volpara product, uh, we, and uh, you know, globally it's around 75 million women are screened, so it's around a $750 million uh, AR, you know, annual market. And, uh, yeah, we're in a good position. We're first leaders in, in many of those areas. And, uh, yeah, we want to go on and push on from where we are and, and you know, take a – Ever bigger market share with ever increasing ARPU. Uh, with yes. yeah, with yeah, the other key factor of a SaaS company obviously is low churn. Yes, yes. It's interesting you mentioned uh, seventy-five million women are screened uh, annually uh, globally. Um, in the context of how many women there are in the world, and there's obviously billions. Um, that's uh, that. That's actually doesn't seem like a huge. Uh, penetration rate so i presume the scope to sort of grow the pie to to, to grow the overall market as, as well as get market share of the uh, more market share of the uh, existing market 
Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. So if you look at you know, the US, is about 40 million women a year. Their compliance rate with screening is somewhere between 50 and 60%. Uh, you, you, know, you only screen women of, of a certain age range. You, you know, be, you're 40 to 50, they'll start, and then they'll end around 70 because that's where your breast cancer incidence kind of peaks. Uh, so that's kind of the the, you know, the area where you want to screen from. Uh, in the US, there's certainly some scope to improve uh, compliance, but yeah, really the big growth though in terms of the overall market will be up in Asia, where yeah, breast cancer yeah very sadly is going through the roof as lifestyles, diet, and other factors change, uh, and yeah, all those countries are looking for ways to try and reduce the mortality which they're seeing, and obviously breast cancer screening uh, is proven to, to reduce mortality in Western countries. So obviously, you see it's something they're they're trying to replicate now across Asia. Mm, mm, okay. So given that, uh, are you uh, happy to remain uh, ASX listed? Would, would would you list elsewhere? Uh, we are very happy to be ASX listed, Tim. Our focus is being a strong independent company. Uh, yeah, on the ASX, yeah, we've had great support from the ASX in terms of uh, yeah the retail shareholders in Australia and New Zealand and elsewhere, plus uh, increasing now the institutions in Australia, New Zealand, and even globally kind of now know about us and have been very supportive you know, about our mission to, to really go on and save families from breast cancer. Great. Excellent. All right. Well, Ralph, thanks so much for talking and, uh, and I hope your screening can save uh, many lives. Cool. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs>